Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is... Wednesday, June 8th, and how about your fighting Philadelphia Phillies? Second straight dramatic win for the Phillies as they go into Milwaukee last night. And honestly, as unlikely a win as it was on Sunday against the Angels, last night might have been more unlikely, if you can believe it. Josh Hader had not given up a run since July of 2021. And not only would he give up one, but he'd give up two on home runs by Alec Bohm and Matt Veerling. Seriously? Really? Did that really happen last night? Back-to-back games for the Phillies that have felt like games we've lost against us 800 times the last few years. Unbelievable, unbelievable night of Phillies baseball, a brisk baseball game, quick, fun, easy to watch, and it ended with some heroics from the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, to be fair, it ended with some terrifying pitching from Corey Knavely, got the job done. We'll dive into all of it, and look, you know, I get it. The Phillies are only 26 and 29 still. Yes, a five-game win streak, and they're still three games under, shows just how low It had gotten right before Girardi got out of here, but it's hard not to be excited and enthused after these last five games, really the last four since the end of the Girardi era. It's hard not to, you know, look at the situation and say something important has changed here and and maybe things will be different. And now again, as we talked about yesterday or you know, a couple days ago, and we'll continue to, um, I need to really see it for an extended period of time before I'm ready to fully buy back in on this Phillies team. We have suffered far too much heartache and heart loss and this and that over the last few years for me to just, you know, buy in because I got a five-game win streak. But it's okay to have fun with this. It's okay to, to get excited that when this team finally made the move that we as a fan base had craved, had waited for, had knew was necessary, then all of a sudden they look for like a different team their next four games. I mean, it's notable, if nothing else. It's certainly not nothing. And it again, the way they've won these games, especially these last two, I mean, to come down to your last at-bats against Josh Hader, 
who is 18 for 18 in saves this season again, had not allowed a run since July of last season. I mean, Josh Hader is the best reliever in the sport, without a doubt. <laughs> Flat out, shut it down, discussion over. And somehow, some way, the Phillies got it done against Hader with two solo home runs by two unlikely guys. <laughs> Just really a thrilling win. I mean, a thrilling win last night. A, a coming off a thrilling win on Sunday, back to back. I mean, probably the best back to back wins we've had in, you know, over a decade, I would assume. You know, I certainly don't remember two wins as thrilling back to back in recent memory. You know, and I know they've had, you know, some walk offs here and there and back to back exciting wins, but. Man, just the way these went down, the the feeling of just no chance in those situations and the fight, the fight from this Phillies team, the ability to have big home runs and big moments, Harper and Stott, Bowman Veerling, really a thrilling win against a really good baseball team. Now, to be fair, the Brewers really did try and help the Phillies out last night. Phillies just didn't take advantage. I mean, the Brewers, errors all over the place. Bases loaded one out, this, that, this. And the Phillies just couldn't capitalize. It felt like for the first time in the Rob Thompson era, you know, which is, again, a short era so far, but it felt like for the first time in the Rob Thompson era, like like the same old Phillies. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, not taking advantage of opportunities, not taking advantage against a pitcher. You, you should be able to come out and hit, not hater, obviously, Jason Alexander. He started for the Brewers last night. Um you know, uh, a lack of days of effort, a lack of kind of fire from the team. That's what it felt like early on in that game. And then somehow, some way, they pulled it out and they found what they needed and got two big hits, which was all it took. Really, a thrilling, thrilling win last night. I, I just, again, um, let's dive into the game. Quickly, prior to the game, there was a little news. Uh, Scott Kingery, back with the Phils. How about it? I did not expect Kingery to uh, make the majors at any point this season, but thanks to a uh, injury to Camargo, of course, the injury to Maton prior to that, the injury to Segura prior to that, the Phillies obviously deficient as far as it goes uh, in the infield. So um, they bring up Matt Veerling last night with uh, Zach Wheeler placing the paternity list, his Start uh, wasn't scheduled to pitch until Friday, so only the pitch Friday or Saturday. Not a huge deal there, but um, also with Camargo to the IL Kingery and Veerling brought up. The Veerling move pays off instantaneously. I mean, come on. Are we serious? Matt Veerling gets brought up and wins the game with a home run off the best reliever in baseball. Sure, that that seems like uh, what you would expect in that situation. Um, but they do. They get it done. It's unbelievable. Um, so the Kingery, before the game, gets to the game. Early on, it felt like I know same Ranger. As Ranger came out, really struggled early on, gave up a run in the first. Could have been more. The Phillies get out of it. Andrew McCutcheon seems to kill the Phillies. I don't know what it is, uh, uh, you know, when he's not here. But uh, McCutcheon RBI double made it one nothing. But the Phillies close the ranks a little bit. They tie it up in the third. Mickey Moniak, nice base running by Mick. Um, able to get to third on a, a fly ball before that, hustling over and then scores on a. Bryce Harper sacrifice fly one one fills then in the fourth Ranger runs into another bit of trouble gives up another run so it's two one in the fourth and Rangers have really settled in after that uh, and on the whole 
Yeah, potentially Rangers' best outing of the year. Certainly one of them. Ranger goes seven innings, allows only six hits, no walks, five strikeouts, two runs. I mean, it's really good. Seven innings, two runs. Boom. I'll take that from Ranger every single start, and I will never once complain about it. Ever, 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 ever. You'll never hear me complain. Seven innings, two runs. Boom. We're set. You know, you never know. There could be a really ugly seven innings, two runs, I guess. Um, But... Really nice outing room. And then Chad to the bullpen, at least to Connor Bryden. Connor Bryden looked really good coming in. He ends up getting the win. And then Corey Knable did not look good. We'll get to Knable, but he does get the job done, gets the save. The Phillies win it 3-2. So the Phillies down 2-1, to one, heading into the ninth inning. First of all, just the Brewers, the ability to throw out Devin Williams in the eighth and Josh Hader in the ninth is special. And even though it didn't work last night, I am incredibly jealous of it when I watch Knable do everything in his power to try and hand a amazing win away. Um, but uh, Hayter takes the hill in the ninth. And uh, again, I, so it's one of those things where I want to say like the most unlikely homers ever, but then, you know, we just had the stat thing happen. Um, but it's up there, man. I mean, <laughs> these Bowman Beerling homers are as unlikely a homer as I remember in, in quite some time when you take into account the fact that Hayter had not given up a run since last July. Obviously, not given up a home run either since he had not given up a run. The fact that it's Alec Bohm and Matt Vierling. I mean, two guys who are not known for cranking balls out of the ballpark and the fact that it's against the best reliever in baseball. I, I have, again, just floored floored by what happened last night. Bohm leads off the inning and just cranks one. I mean, it might be the furthest hit ball we've ever seen from Alec Bohm. I mean, high pitch, just goes up, gets it, and just smokes it to left center field. I mean, just a shot off the bat. You knew it was gone. It was thrilling. Thrilling. And I was like, all right, extras. We got one off hater. What a miracle. What a miracle. Now let's get to the ninth. Let's shut it down. Let's go to 10. Little did I know after Bryson Stott flies out that Matt Veerling, who, by the way, shout out to Rob Thompson, is pinch hitting for Mickey Moniak in that spot. Rob Thompson, yet again, pulling all the, push all the right buttons there. Matt Veerling steps to the plate and does the same thing as Baum, just about like 15 feet shorter maybe, but but almost the same spot in the park, not quite, a little more left than center comparably, but but basically the same part of the ballpark and just gets a hold of another one. I, three two fills. Unbelievable. Like again, unbelievable. I... I I really, I, I, I'm going back and forth, and I honestly think the homers last night were even more shocking than the Bryson Stott home run, than the Bryce Harper home run, the Grand Slam. I mean, it's just, it's a more shocking win. You did it against Josh Hader. Again, the man had not given up a run since last July. He had tied the Major League record, or the Brewers record, or whatever, for, not Major League record, Brewers record for scoreless appearances. He was 38 in a row or something like that. I mean, come on, man. And boom, beerling, boom, boom. Let's go. Unbelievable. Like, truly, I, I, I know I've probably said unbelievable more than any other word this podcast, but that's because it's unbelievable. I honestly cannot believe what happened last night happened. I almost feel like I dreamed it. Like I drifted off to sleep when a hater ended the game. And and my mind was playing tricks on me because I can't believe it happened. 
It was so utterly shocking in the moment. Now, let's go to the bottom of the ninth, which is far less thrilling and not shocking. Honestly, it was shocking got out of it, but Corey Knable just an ugly inning. So Knable comes in, walks McCutcheon, gets Renfo to fly out, gets Tellez to fly out. So two outs, one on. Okay, no problem. Settled in, let's get this done. Oh, what does he do? He walks the next guy, Victor Caratini. What does he do after that? He walks the next guy. Bases loaded. Two outs. <laughs> and then Canable strikes the guy out. So, you know, thank you, Corey, for eventually getting where we needed to be. But man, was it terrifying. Man, was it terrifying. Corey Canable and, and, you know, <laughs> It was the most, oh, we're back to being the Phillies moment since Rob Thompson has, has uh, gotten to office, so to speak. As, uh, you know, it was just like, of course. Of course, we're going to get all excited. Then Canales, you know, you all took was a single in that spot. Bases loaded. You're like, oh, single. He's going to hit a single. We're going to have a throw of the plate by one of our outfielders. Doesn't have a good arm. Throw's going to come up short. The run's going to squirt game over. And it's going to be, it's going to go from what could have been the most exciting win of the season to, to the most toughest loss of the season. Now, it's literally the exact way I played out in Atlanta in that game, so I guess same loss of toughest as far as levels go, but um, they got out of it. Canable got the job done. We'll talk about Canable in a second. I, I talked yesterday about how I feel about that, but he did get the job done, thank goodness, because that would have been a crusher. And instead, it's a crusher for the Brewers. A, a massive win for the Phillies as, again, Josh Hader. Suck it, Josh. All right, pal. Suck it. <laughs> I still can't believe I feel like I'm delirious this morning. Because it was so shocking. It was just such a shocking turn of events. I felt so little hope in that moment. And look, my fault. I shouldn't doubt the Rob Thompson Phillies. I mean, that was silly of me. I mean, clearly an unstoppable force that shall never be uh, slowed down, you know, Um when we look up and they won 120 games on the season because they won every game he managed, it's going to be pretty wild, right? I mean, come on. Uh, it'll be more than 130 games or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but um, I just, it does feel different. And again, they're, they're, still, they're still three games under. You know, there's still a, way, a ways out of this thing. There's still a ways for me considered a real team again. But, you know, we've talked so much about the schedule. You have to, you have to think that of as a positive. I mean, it is a positive. The schedule gets insanely easier after this series, notably easier. There are obviously still some tough series along the way, but for the most part, the win-loss percentage of opponents drops dramatically from what it's been the last month and a half. And and they have won five straight, which sadly is not something they've done very often over the last few years. In fact, it's been incredibly rare. It's only happened a couple times over the last decade, which is... Honestly, hard to believe. I mean, that in and of itself is is shocking. That eight-game winning streak last year was far and away the longest this team has had in a decade, which is just hard to believe, but it, it is true. And um, and we're in the middle of a fun one right now. I mean, five straight, and again, I do think that while you can point, and we're going to get to Canable in a minute. I want to go a little deeper on that. We talked about it yesterday just to go further on that, but I do... I do think that that it is totally fair to say they're the Phillies. I'm out right now. I think that's totally fair. You know, they have been so disappointing this year, and they have played such an ugly 
depressing, disappointing brand of baseball for the vast majority of the season. So, you know, yeah, you get it. I'm not uh, I'm not going to tell anyone that they shouldn't feel that way when they've watched this team for the first 50 games. But, but I will say they made a change. They changed the manager. The guy who a lot of us thought was the biggest, single biggest problem with this team. And they've won four straight since they've done it. And they've won four straight in dramatic play-like-a-team fashion. And I'll tell you, last night, like, it wasn't lost on me. After the Bowman Veerling homer, watching the guy celebrate and watching just... And look, yeah, it's a, a fun moment, but it felt like there was real camaraderie in that in that dugout. It felt like the guys were actually happy. The guys were actually having fun. The guys were actually excited for their teammate. And I know it's a big moment and like what team wouldn't be excited in that moment, but it, it felt different. It felt different. It felt like there's a different vibe around this team right now. And there is. They have a new voice there. There's a different voice leading the team. The, the guy in charge, the man who sets the tempo, is different from the lifeless corpse-like guy they had before who was clearly someone who players didn't respond to, clearly someone who didn't let players have fun in a way or, or instilled a culture where fun wasn't the primary objective or whatever. It was so clear. I mean, just look at this team over the last four games. Just watch the games and look at them. Look at them when they show the shots of the dugout. Look at them when they're playing the game. Look at them when they're looking back to the dugout. All that stuff. Like, it looks like a different group of guys. It's the same players. And yet, it looks completely different. It looks completely different. Again, I know there's that, you know, cliche, well, managers don't really make that big a difference in baseball. And I've always kind of believed it. I, I don't know if I totally believe it anymore. I think it matters to a point. I definitely don't think managers are, are the be-all, end-all. But I think we saw a specific case here where the manager did make a big difference. And it wasn't even that he was a horrible manager. He was. That hurt, too. But I think it's clear. It's absolutely clear that the culture Joe Girardi created here in that clubhouse, in that dugout, in the locker room, the whole thing was not a fun one. It was not a, a, a culture of, of going out and having a good time with your buddies and playing a game, which is what they do. They play a kid's game. Whatever, look, and again, we're not in that clubhouse. We can't speak to it authoritatively. But it is very clear that these guys enjoy playing for Rob Thompson more than Joe Girardi. I mean, in four games, it is the most evident takeaway that you can have. They like playing for this guy. They didn't like playing for that guy. Boom. And that matters. It matters more than I ever thought it did, and we're seeing it play out. So let's hope it continues, because it is pretty exciting. And again, really nice one last night. couple hits from Reese Hoskins, which you love to see still you know, doesn't look totally comfortable at the plate, but a two at night for him is is something. Uh, same with Castellanos. Castellanos, a couple nice hits. Uh, opposite field single, maybe starting to ease into it a little bit as he's obviously been starting. I mean, if they, think about what they what could happen if Reese and Castellanos get gone. 
I mean, oh my goodness, they are a they are a force if those two guys can get going. Such a massive thing. Didi, um, nice job last night from Didi. The triple at a nice single. Looks spry out there. He's batting three or two somehow. Uh, Bohm, Veerling, obviously. Moniac, one for three with a run score prior to that as well. Everyone contributed, you know, for the most part. And uh, it was a nice win. It was a really nice win. I'm, I'm really happy to see the Phils be able to get the job done last night because, um, again, I, I really didn't think they were going to. I don't think any of us, in the moment as it was happening, you know, I don't, I don't think any of us thought it was going to happen. But they did it. They got it done. Now, now the one part of it where they kind of did it in spite of him was, was Corey Knabel. As um, Knable just tough, tough last night. Walks three guys, bases loaded, able to get out of it, a big strikeout against a bad hitter. But um, the Knable thing's becoming an issue. And I said yesterday, I have long um, advocated for Sir Anthony Dominguez to be the fireman type of guy, the guy you can bring in in any spot in a game where it is the, the highest leverage spot, the most important point of a game. The most important point of a game doesn't always happen in the ninth inning. It can happen in the seventh inning. It can happen in the fifth inning. It can happen in the eighth inning. It can happen in the ninth inning. You know, it can happen all over the place. And with Sir Anthony clearly being the best pitcher, uh, relief pitcher on this team, you know, you want your best relief pitcher in the most important situations. But with how many games this team has blown in the ninth inning over the last few years, with just the debilitating feel that comes with one of those, just how painful it is to a team to blow that type of game in the ninth, to have your closer blow a save and all that. Um, and because of how much Knable has struggled there, let's be honest. I mean, is there a single Phillies fan who feels good when Knable comes into a game? I'm going to guess no. And last night was all our fears on display. And walks like throw freaking strikes, Corey. So even though I don't think that philosophically I I totally am there, I I think they have to make Sir Anthony the closer. They have to. Like you just can't you can't keep doing this. You can't keep having games won and then blow them in the ninth. You know it's you blow a game in the sixth when it was the highest leverage spot, and that sucks. When he could add Sir Anthony in there and save the game there, but it. It just doesn't have the same effect on a team and, and on a fan base for that matter, but on a team and as those ones that are that are done and you lose in the ninth. You know, that you blow it with your closer, with your dude, your guy, your guy your guy who's supposed to go out and and be that that stopper, that shutdown person, you know, when they blow it, it, it does it's way more demoralizing. It's way more demoralizing. So I'm there. And I think a lot of people have been calling for it, but um I'm there. I've reached that point. I was Fighting gang there, but I am now fully officially there. The Phillies should make Sir Anthony Dominguez the closer. Enough of the Corey Canable thing. Enough. 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 Last night, Phillies do gain a game in the wild card. The Giants lose, so the Phillies now three and a half out of the wild card. Whole body. Now, to be fair, the Braves are only one out of the wild card. The Phillies two and a half back at the Braves' current wild card team, San Diego, St. Louis. In San Francisco, the Braves one back of that. The Phillies three and a half back of uh, of Saint, uh, San Francisco, so two and a half back of the Giants. Arizona team is coming to town this weekend. They are a game back of the Phillies at twenty six and thirty one. Nice to see the Phillies finally. You know, you had those moments last week. We were doing the well. This is team's payroll. And they're worse, and this they're worse than them. And they are now officially ahead of the Pirates, ahead of the Rockies, ahead of the Marlins. So this is good news. Ahead of the Cubs, we're we're back, guys. We did it. Um, but seriously, it is, um, it's exciting 
is an exciting moment as a Phillies fan, and we have not had too many of those the last few years. So uh, even though this team's three games under, even though there's still a long hill to climb, so to speak, to get back to, to real relevance, again, the only three out of the wild card is June 8th, so, you know, we're fine, you know, over season-wise and all that. We're in it, I mean. Um, and But I understand why people might not be ready to jump back in, but um, it's pretty fun. And again, there is a, a tangible explanation for it. So it's pretty exciting. All right, uh, tonight, big one. Win the series. They can win the series tonight. How about that? It would be, if the Phillies can win this series, only the second time all season long, they will have won back-to-back series. As they won the Seattle and Dodgers series on the road uh, back-to-back, and that's it. So, Big one tonight, Nola against Adrian Hauser. Hauser's been nice for the Brewers, but Nola, outstanding comparatively. Definitely a better matchup for the Phillies. They have the advantage in this one. Nola obviously has pitched well for the most part. Um, Not the best thing last time, but good enough. They got the job done. Um, basic one rough inning. So, uh, let's hope when all goes out in deals tonight, if, if, if it starts to get to six, seven, eight, like if they can keep winning games here, all of a sudden, then I think people will start to get excited. So we're right there. And even if they could just win this series, you know, that's a good thing. And then we can get into the easier part of the schedule. So potentially turn in the corner. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Either way. Whatever happens tonight, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 